Welcome to She's a 10 times 5. You got it. That's the big 5-0. Listen along as we try to figure out our what's next as we venture into this new age of reinvention. Through relatable topics, real-life stories, and inspiring guests, join us on our journey of growth and laughter. Hey, I'm Lori, former Army Airborne Captain, but don't let that fool you. I'm the loose cannon. And I'm Lisa, a girl's girl who loves sugar, but watch out for that spice. Let's do this. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to She's a 10 Times 5. Hey, Lori, Lori. Hi, Lisa, Lisa. You know, that was a cold jam. Yeah. (laughs) You you beat me to the punchline. Sorry. But I'm bummed. Yeah. Okay. She was a drummer too, wasn't she? No. No, that, that was, was Apollonia. No, not Apollonia. She was featured with us Wait. in Ask Us Beauty magazine. The drummer, Sheila E. Sheila E. Yeah, get your, get your oh, shit he together. dated Apollo- she, Apollonia. Started. He in dated Purple both Rain. of them. Prince. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, while we're on Hollywood. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I saw where Leah Black is going to come on as a friend of a housewife friend for season five. And for those of you who don't know who Leah Black is, she was a guest on in season two, and she was a Real Housewife of Miami housewife for season one through three before they put it on pause for about five years. And now it's came back for season four, but she didn't participate, and now she's going to— Yeah, she got a lot for not participating. Like, people wanted her to come back, yeah. and she was like, I don't want anything to do with it, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm not—she just wasn't—yeah. Wasn't feeling it. Wasn't so, feeling it. Well— that's great because she is a really classy woman. So yes. maybe she'll add some, I don't know, credibility yeah. to that crew. <laughs> I know you love them. Okay, but by the way. You I love them, but. No, you know, no come them on, is, there's like 10 cities. There's 10 so. cities, but they're all the same. They're all dysfunctional. Coming, coming from somebody who doesn't watch. I know. <laughs> I, I, if, 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 they are. I 100% agree with you. They're all crazy. But that. But you know what? It takes a lot to put your fan, put yourself out there. You got to really want that because everybody who has been on that show, it's like half of them are divorced and bankrupt. Yeah. 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 Go to jail. In, in, yeah. Yeah. No, it's. They're the orange is the new black or. Really want to be famous. <laughs> yeah. I really want to be famous. You do? No. <laughs> 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 with my crazy shit and with my background and oh god I got a lot of tombstones you know, but, we all do uh, we all have skeletons in that's our why I'll never run for everyone wants me to run for public you know they well, say you should go you should be a politician I'm like no you have no idea no my poor kids they can't no you'll it. drop to me F-bombs <laughs> in okay. your speech <laughs> I w- well yeah why not okay yeah, speaking of F-bombs yes we're we've got F-bombs Laura Friedman you see where I'm going with this was our only guest to do a double entendre, double oh, episode yes. play. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that today with a guest that one of our friends and past people from She's a 10, Jackie Grossman, yes. teed up our way because we've been wanting to have a psychic medium for, I mean, you, like, you've been talking about it yeah. for, for a year. I know, I have. For a year. And, and then I released my episode about... You know, was had a lot to do with my my deceased mom at fifteen, and everyone said, "Oh my God, you should get you know a medium." So today we're going to have a treat. We're going to record and we're going to release in two parts for our guest. And Lisa, tell us, tell, tell them about the topic. Well, it's it's really about connecting with your spirit, and you know, we all 
express our spirituality or look for spirituality in different ways and connect. And some of us struggle with connecting and and finding that that depth of of emotion through spirituality. And so today we're going to talk to a guest who's going to maybe help us with that a little bit or show us her path, learn from her. Okay, I love it. We all need a little bit more spirituality. I right? agree. I yeah. think so. Um, you definitely, you know. To lean on, especially yeah. when we're feeling very, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Without further ado, we have an incredible guest in studio. She goes by Reverend Meg. Hello there. Hi. Is that what you want us to call you, Reverend Meg? or Reverend Meg, Meg. Um, I respond to almost anything that starts with a m sound. <laughs> okay. All right, so let me give you her bio because it's really interesting. Reverend Meg is an international spiritual counselor, and she lives here. She's a local. Mm-hmm. She's a San Diegan, so we have her in actually in the studio with us today. Which is great. She's a licensed psychic medium, healer, and an active spiritualist minister in North County, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Her focus is guiding people towards their greatest alignment, healing, and happiness. And she has created three programs designed to empower, heal, and connect her clients with spirit and their higher self. Welcome. Well, I am just so happy to be here with these wonderful, fun ladies. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yes. And thanks yes, for yes, driving yes. down and getting out of the, what, what, what does Jackie call Oside? Was it O-side? O-side. Yep, yeah. that is correct. I am an O-sider writer. <laughs> there you go. And she's rad looking. Like, you know, we'll, we'll have videos that we'll put up, but she's got like a blush pink hair going on. It's beautiful. I love it. She's got these cool tats dance. on her chest that, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask about later. Yeah, she's rocking it. So there you have it. There Re- you have it. Not what you would consider a reverend to look like, I might add. No, I actually have a nickname with a group of my clients as the irreverent reverend. Oh, I and, love that. And even on my TikTok handle, it just says, uh, Reverend Meg is trying very hard not to cuss all the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just expressing your feelings. Right. Right. Bingo. Or as one of my best friends says, not your mama's minister. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That should be your byline. That is your byline. So let's start with your story because Mm -hmm. it's a good one and how you became Reverend Meg because you didn't just, we we make assumptions about, you know, people that are involved in, in church or spirituality that they woke up or that's how they, that's their calling. Wasn't initially your calling, was it? It wasn't. You know, I was uh, like a lot of people really connected as a little kid. Mm -hmm. And at some point in time, you know, you start hearing that, oh, this is make-believe, this is make-believe, other people aren't like this. And I think one of the oddest things about me as a kid, at least that I thought was odd, is, for instance, if I was around somebody that I didn't care for, which is very rare. I'm like a human golden retriever. I love people. (laughs) But it does happen. I would do my very best to not think at all because I thought that everyone else could tell what I was feeling or thinking too Mm. because I could tap into people like that at a very young age as an empathic child. Part of why I became a people pleaser later on in life, Mm -hmm. but I've since pulled that plug. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both. Yes. (laughs) It's not a good thing to have plugged in. And so eventually it's just the energy of it 
as I was growing up as a little kid became too much. I started to get spooked by what I thought I was seeing and what I was feeling and just shut it down. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I was, I actually grew up in Bible school. Not a lot of people know this about me, but I grew up in Bible school, so in it. And a lot of it just didn't make sense to me. I still remember being in church as a little kid, looking at this man, telling us what things were, thinking, yeah, I don't know where you're getting your information, but I don't think this is accurate. And I remember having these conversations with my father, who is a recovering Catholic, as he likes to say. <laughs> and he says, you know, you might be on to something, kiddo. And I spent a, a good part of my teenage years completely adverse to spirituality altogether in religion, altogether. I declared atheism, I think I was seven when I mm. declared that, although I really always did have a thing for Jesus. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, he's, he's a bro. Yeah. He, Jesus is a bro, buddy, buddy Christ, like from yeah. dogma, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I spent a, a very good part of uh, my preteen and teenage years and even into my early 20s deconstructing religion, objectifying it which is a sort of unique for someone who eventually became a minister. Right. If my family was in a yearbook, I would have been voted least likely to become a minister. <laughs> and I'm the one of us that did. So it's interesting. very interesting. But what made that more unique for me as someone who became Reverend Meg is that I didn't go into my spiritual awakening, in quotation marks, with filters. I had virtually no exposure to spirituality outside of organized religion and what I had learned in college and done my own research on. Right. So I didn't have any folklore filters or religious filters or really a lot of fears, which really did give me an upper hand in my personal spiritual development. And it also helped me not be completely and utterly terrified when all of a sudden I started seeing things. Right. No, what you said you you did recognize that at an early age, and now looking back, you realize that was maybe what was going on that you're experiencing now as a mature adult can look back and see that was something that was happening then. Oh, absolutely. And it was nuts when it started happening again, because I would get these what, flashes. What was, what was happening? Um, how it really started was... You know how you get that feeling when someone's staring at you from across the room and you'll like look over and someone's like sitting there eyeballing you and you're like, I knew it. I knew someone was just staring mm -hmm, at me. Mm -hmm. Or the feeling that someone's standing right behind you. It started out like that. And mm. it was... I have that all the time. Oh, yeah. You special visitors. Do you know what else I've noticed? I think maybe we're kindred. Maybe I'm, you know... <laughs> I'm going to tell you a few things today. No, but I have noticed this, that I keep my phone at my bedside, and I, if I happen to wake up in the middle of the night, it doesn't matter if it's middle of the night, morning, whatever, and I'll go, it's 4.08. I'm telling you, eight out of 10 times, I am fucking dead on. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And I'll just, like, I'll open my eyes. Like, I'll just know. Anyways, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt, but. No, that's perfect. That, and that's a really awesome example of a psychic skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It is cool. It is cool. Uh, I uh, I actually also experience a lot of things over time, and I actually will think about things, and then something will happen to the point where I will 
think about something and it might not be positive. And then I go, don't uh, stop. Like, and I'll talk myself and I'll say, well, that's not going to happen because, and I have to have a dialogue because the times that I didn't do that and I'll just have a thought and then it happens. And then I go back to remembering I had the thought that that was going to happen. It happens so frequently that it scares me a little bit if it's a negative thought. Right. It's um, it's a little bit creepy how accurate the phrase thoughts are things really, really is. Mm-hmm. Thoughts are things. And we, we're, we're all creating the future in real time, all the time, every single living, like, biological being. And we're doing it with our thoughts and our actions and our deeds. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. But yes. it's also really cool. It's really cool. And I, I would think, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, do you think that a lot of us maybe have some some of that inner kind of spiritual connection that we just don't recognize that beyond, I'm talking about like psychic kind of stuff, that we just don't realize and we don't, we don't even recognize the signs? Oh, absolutely. We are all so used to having psychic skills that we don't even regard them as psychic skills. Mm. And I think also even just the word psychic, it kind of has like a hokey vibe to it. We, you know, we imagine like a, like a gypsy lady with tinkle coins and like mm-hmm. a crystal ball and she's like oh or you know whatever it is at a, at yeah. a fair really long fingernails and yeah, yeah. yes exactly mm-hmm. she's like i will read the tea leaves and you know and, we and, and you know what she laughs like this <laughs> precisely and so we don't really think of psychic skills as what they really are which are really just esp skills extra sensory perception And even if you're standing in line at a grocery store and you feel someone walk up behind you, you can't hear them. You don't see them. They don't create a giant gust of wind. They just be they're just behind you and you feel them there. That's a psychic skill. Mm. So we're so used to our own extrasensory perception that we don't really consider it to be psychic skills. A really amazing example of this would be like Helen Keller. Mm hmm. She was blind. She was deaf, but she could get around. She could, I mean, with help and instruction, but she couldn't read a waffle iron. She couldn't read a waffle iron. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But, you know, she learned how to navigate the world. And, you know, that's perfect. (laughs) Oh, man. Now I want waffles. I know. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I'm a carb junkie. That's another example of my psychic intuition. Right? Right? There you go. She, she knows I'm a carb junkie. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. And absolutely, pretty much anyone can do this. Not mm-hmm. everybody. Think of it like um, basketball. Everybody can play basketball. Not everyone's going to be Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. It depends yeah. on your natural ability, um, which is gene- directly connected to genetics for the most part, although there are other things that can happen within you neurologically. That can push you closer to being Michael Jordan in this world, right. and how much you practice. Mm-hmm. There, you know, there is no, you know, Gandalf sitting, you know, in between sides saying you shall not pass because you are not chosen. That's not a. That's not a thing. Yeah, we all have that ability. It's just a matter of whether or not we want to take the gift out of the box and use it. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I'm curious as to because you're a reverend and you have a ministry, right? Mm-hmm. So I was brought up in a very Christian right Presbyterian church, okay? And I never could subscribe to being religious. 
Yeah. Because the Bible didn't make sense to me. Like I just, a guy building a big boat and finding the female and male species all across the, (laughs) or the guy that parts the sea or just some of the stuff didn't make sense. I think there's very good lessons in the Bible. Parables. Yep. So I've had a conversation with my kids and let me know what you think about this. They would ask me a lot about religion when they're younger. They like, cause some, I think some feel guilty. Am I missing out? Am I not doing the right thing? I don't know. And I would say that is there really a God? And I would say, ah, yeah, I think there's a, I think there's something out there that's higher than us. I don't know what it looks like. And it, it makes my mind want to blow up thinking about it. (laughs) However, I said, I don't believe it's just science. And the reason being is that when you really love someone, you feel it. And, or if you, if you really hurt, you feel that like your heart feels it. Oh yeah. When you miss someone, when mm-hmm. you lose someone that, that to me is kind of how I define spirituality. Like there's something going on there and I can't make sense of it, but it's a real deal. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I, I too, I grew up in a very alt-right Lutheran environment and a, a huge chunk of my family is evangelical and if they're not evangelical, Oof. they're likely Catholic. Mm-hmm. Or I even have some Mennonites and some Jehovah's Witnesses, and they're all alt right. You got a fucked up family. No, um, oh my god, Lori. <laughs> it's entertaining. <laughs> it's entertaining at holidays. But what's funny is that even though they'd be the first to lash out and say, "Oh, what cousin Meg is doing is wrong," they're also the first one to call me if they have questions that they can't answer. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. It's amazing. Like once you drop that fear and someone very close to you is involved, it's like, oh, maybe this isn't so weird or scary Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is that the spiritualist uh, definition of God is God is, period. Mm. Because anything else limits. Yeah. I love that. Limits God, right? And depending on where you are in the world, you know, God has had a million names, a million concepts, and it's all just us, you know, feeble-minded people, spirits trapped in in meat vehicles, right, trying to freaking make sense out of what the hell is going on here. Right. And to try to put language to a knowing and a feeling around the existence of something. Mm -hmm. And we're doing the best we can, right? Mm -hmm. When we project our humanity onto everything. You know, I mean, we have cartoon movies where cars are sentient and have human problems. You know, we put sweaters on dogs, which should never stop. It is adorable, (laughs) right? But we do, we we project our humanity onto everything. And we've done that with God, because Uh that's how we understand things the best. That's, you know, how God or gods ended up being like, you know, shiny, dramatic people on the other Mm -hmm. side. You know, Mm -hmm. for the longest time, religion and spirituality was just a reality show. I mean, those were the good old days, right? When you had multiple gods and they're in fights and they're blowing each other up or having sex with this god's boyfriend or this god's whatever, making half her babies. Like, it was really, it was a telenovela for a really long time in history. (laughs) So that's a really great example, or even like the uh, the Abrahamic God, how we projected. Okay, we're going to project a, a you know an old dude with a with a mustache and a beard on this one. So we're just doing our very best just to figure out how to understand from our meat vehicles what the hell is going on out there. Right, that makes complete sense. I did not grow up with any formal religion, and I 
you know, visited a lot of friends, churches and Bible schools with them and went to VBS over summer. And my mom was very okay with whatever I wanted to, you know, try. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I... I, then I got to an age where I was, you know, I, I find I love to learn things. So I wanted to understand the theology of it all. And when you said, you know, your family all has all these different, you know, religious labels and titles or, you know, follow a certain way, but they come to you. I see that as from not going up with religion as really the core of all of it is spirituality. It really is. And it's just a matter of how you get there and what car you're driving to get there that suits you, right? Oh, 100%. And that's why, in especially in spiritualism, we're all inclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have atheists that come to my, our church. I know that doesn't make any sense, but we have Catholics who have, we have a lot of Catholics, actually. Um, we have Catholics who come and we have Hindus, we have Buddhists, right? We mm-hmm. have agnostics that come. And it's it really is, like you said, it's just depends on which car you're driving to to get there, right? To what you need. Yes, exactly. Bingo. And spirituality and even spiritualism, realistically, it's, it's just prophecy. And it's the basis for every single religion that has ever existed. Spiritualism is the oldest spiritual practice that exists. And it has its little fingers in, you know, every religion. It's the golden thread of truth. I love that. All right. We're going to take a little break and then let's get into the psychic medium stuff. (laughs) Okay, listeners, you're not imagining things. We are taking a break to make a really cool announcement. This episode is sponsored by Olive Your Life. Yes, we are partnering with them in their international dinner club, which is a fun dinner party with menus, wine, and great conversation. Yes, it is, Lisa. And we have done it in our own home, too. So we know. So fill your life with flavor by bringing people together and the world to your plate. The Mediterranean bundle dinner plan you can create anywhere. It's so fun. Go to our Instagram at She's10Times5. You can see pictures of our night that we did it with our friends. We were Italy that night. And click the link in our bio for more information. Okay, Reverend Meg. <laughs> dun, dun, I, you dun. Know, and I love calling you that. And I, I, I had to tell you, we have a, do you know, I have a reverend in this house. Do you? My husband was ordained online. Oh. So he could officiate some of our best friend's wedding. Oh, I love that. It's funny that you say that because when most people find out I'm a reverend, that's what, what they type think. Of, that's exactly what they think. Yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you ever married somebody? I have. Aww. It's so magic. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. magic. There's actually one couple I married because they wanted to get married on Halloween mm-hmm. and they couldn't find a Christian minister to marry them. Oh. And yeah. they were a Christian mm-hmm. and uh, someone who knew their family referred them to me and they're like, do you have a problem with it being Halloween? And I'm like, are you kidding? Do you want me to wear a costume? Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. I guess I'll do it. Don't <laughs> test me. Yeah. Don't, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> okay. So let's... Let's talk about this whole concept of being a psychic <clears throat> medium, because I think it's many people don't understand it. Sure. And I didn't. <laughs> yeah. And I find it fascinating. So walk us through the world of that, because that is a big beast. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out where to start. So I'll start out with the difference between psychic skills 
and mediumship skills because they mm-hmm. are they are different. Mm-hmm. So psychic skills, the the funnest way of describing it is mom power times a million. You know, like your mom always friggin' knew when you were up to something. You're like, how does she know that? Because she had eyes in the back of her head. Right. Right. Bingo. Until you'd start to look for them. Yeah. yeah. It's like, where are they <laughs> yeah. back there? And it's so true. So it's essentially extrasensory perception, right? The ability right. to sense energy that isn't physical. Okay. Which isn't that far-fetched if you think about it. Like mm-hmm. we've actually created non-visible energy as human beings. We've invented that. Wi-Fi, radio waves, right? And essentially spiritual energy is just the spiritual version of the non-visible waves that we've created. Non-physical, non-visible. And oh, so like the psychic skills really are just the ability to sense into non-physical energy, feelings, for instance. And some people get their information clairvoyantly, which is vision, clairaudiently, which is hearing, clairsentiently, clear feeling. Um, but there's also clairsmellience, I like to call it, and <sighs> clairtastiness, <laughs> right? right. Um, and it's just the sensing of that energy. Like if you're around somebody that you know really well, you're going to be able to pick up right away if they're in a really bad mood. Mm-hmm. And that's a psychic skill, right? And the more and more you hone that skill, the more and more you can essentially translate non-physical energy into physical thought forms, essentially, and be able to essentially read it. That's why we call right. them readings. Can and you give us an example? Of like a psychic mm-hmm. moment or? Yeah, or just like what you just said where you've taken the, the energy or the mm-hmm. the. Right. Non physical, right. and you've made it into a. You verbalized it, what you're reading. Yeah. Right. Most of my psychic skills come through as like clairsentience, claircognizance. Like every once in a while, I'll, I'll, well, I'm on sessions all day, and I'll be talking to someone, and I'll just say, When are you going on vacation? And it's just like, I immediately I know they're going on vacation. And it's like I get this sensation, and the sensation turns into information. A cute way of thinking of it is, well, what, it, you uh-huh. know, if they come see it during the Christmas holiday or summer, I mean, right, right, right. Like you gotta like, isn't that that's true? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna push a little bit. Okay? No, I because love I think it. a lot of people think dubiously. Oh, and they're skeptical, right? and, and they mm-hmm. should. And mm-hmm. I might be one of the only spiritual practitioners that's gonna say, and they should. And that's a huge part of our church, actually, the church I'm a minister at. And the founder was very big on charlatans, as he used to say, (laughs) right? And um, so in my training, we have kind of moments to train ourselves against what we like to call delusion, right? And so you want to clear out all the factors and clear out the mind entirely. I like cold readings, but I also love my regulars. I have people I talk to every week, but I love cold readings, right? Just going in raw, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it, at first, when you begin practicing, you do worry that you're going to get things wrong. And there are people who have more of a mentalist training. I don't know if you've ever seen mentalists, I just there was a show. I, there, I just discovered that this was a thing. 
So someone actually told me about it. And so they have those particular skills, um, which are really more psychological than they are psychic. It's still okay. really, really cool, right? Right. And then you also have a lot of psychic mediums, I'm putting up little air quotes, that also have a team that does research for them on anyone and everyone they sit with, right? Oh. Which isn't exactly honest, right? Right. But- in a lot of those situations, they're still helping those people feel better. So we'll give them a trophy for for that at least. Yeah. So yeah, that's one one kind of thing. Or I can. Pick- what about to- like so? I'm sitting down with you, and and it could be things happening in my life, but reaching people that are no longer with with us, whether they're they've moved mm-hmm. on or they are physically. Let's say you're not talking to your sister anymore or your brother. Okay. What. Do people come to you for that kind of stuff or uh, to like communicate with? Kind, yeah. Kind of the other side. Well, oh, the other side. Uh, I, they do. Mostly I work with my guides. And a lot of times if someone's loved one comes in, it's generally they just pop up and they're like, yeah. hey, <laughs> I'm here. And it's kind of random, um, mostly because my my emphasis is more so on the individual and their journey and getting them in mm-hmm. a good place. Mm-hmm. But usually that happens at random, and that's mediumship. Right. Okay. So, so okay, so you, you covered the psychic skill. Mm-hmm. And now give us an example of the mediumship side, because you separated the two there. Right. And so both skills are revolving around the same skill, which is essentially the translation of non-physical energy into words. Okay. And, and, you know, that's all mediums really are. We're translators. That sounds really weird. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> and medium psychic skills are just reading energy, right? Just reading energy. And mediumship is the actual communication with spiritual entities on the other side. Okay. That makes a lot of do, sense. Do they have to be on the other side or could they just n- not be physically with you? If that other person... Like, let's say you don't know if they're dead or alive. They're just, they're out there somewhere. If that other person was aware of you trying to communicate with them and had some skills of their own, you might actually be able to get some some things done there. Just like if you were in, with your best friend in a party across the room, you could probably have a big old grin on your face and look at your best friend across the room at the party, and they'd have a big old grin on their face, and your best friend would think, oh, we got to get out of here right now. And they just know. They just mm-hmm. know, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, it That's depends. how I am with my boys, actually. Like, we're in the kitchen. Sometimes we'll give each other a look like they know exactly what time of day it is with me and what I want to say and vice versa. I'm like that with my partner, but then he's been coping with me for over 20 years. So that's probably <laughs> why. Like every once in a while, he'll just appear in a room with chocolate. I'm like, how? I don't even care how. I love you. Just give me Aww. the chocolate. <laughs> that's great. Don't even care how. You just knew and that's all that matters. Yes. Okay. But yeah, with other people that are still alive, there's definitely... There's a boundary there when it comes to interference. Like you don't read people's energy without their permission, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, mm-hmm. realistically, that's it's like assault, almost mm-hmm. abuse. There are certain things that you can't help but to pick up on, like the entity in the corner in the room over there. You just you, but that entity isn't a living human being. They don't right. care if I see them, right? But and, and you can maybe tell if someone's really sad or. 
something like that, but to actually get into someone's energy and try to read it and communicate even with them like telepathically without their permission, it's kind of a salty. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah, it's crossing boundaries. Right. Yeah. And it's going to make them feel all weird and icky. Mm-hmm. Like that. Well, okay. So let's say, let's use Lisa as an example. So Lisa comes to you and she, she's been having really bad thoughts about her last moments with her dad or with a, and she wants to get reconciliation. Is that where the mediumship comes in and you help that? And yeah. what if it's, what if it's awful news? Like, what if it's bad news? And then do you, do you still deliver it to like, that's an awesome question. Right? Because I don't know if I could. Like, yeah, actually, your dad's super pissed because <laughs> the last <laughs> time you squealed off in your car the last few. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. He's been trying to poison your water. No, just kidding. It, it, you know what's funny is I would think that the number, I will actually say, I will, I will, I will plant my flag in this, that the number one reason why people are afraid to seek spiritual counselors or communicate with them is they're super afraid that somehow a spirit side is going to be like, you're an asshole and we don't fucking like you. <laughs> and like, or, you know, spirit side is going to be like, you're a bad person. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's religion. That's a religious well, filter. I know, but do, so do they see you? Like, do you believe that spirits can, because like, like we have this whole, like everyone was brought up with heaven or hell. Go, go to hell. Right. Which I mean, is funny because neither that, of these things are in the Bible. But. Heaven and hell. Yeah, no. Well, they call it something different for heaven, right? It's eternal life or what? Right. And then, and then eternal damnation, which was added in all later. And hell is actually a Norse afterlife. And they plopped that in to get along with the Vikings when the Romans kind of took over and they were blending. So actually most of our Christmas traditions, actually even our Easter, Mm -hmm. most of our Christian holiday traditions are actually Viking. Um, They're just Norse. It's Mm -hmm. really interesting. I believe that. Well, you you have a bunny that goes around dropping (laughs) off colored eggs. Yeah, that's Norse. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) explain that shit to me. Okay. But where are these spirits if there's no heaven or... You know, I don't believe in hell ever because I think if you, you know, if there's a place, it's like, and God is good, you're, everyone's going the same place. You just might need a little remedial work, right? Yeah. <laughs> remedial <laughs> Might need um, to be on probation. Attention. We're putting you on the small bus for now. <laughs> hoping you'll graduate to the big bus. But do you see what I'm saying? So where are oh. these spirits? Oh, my God. So this is, by the way, no one's dad is mad at them on the other side. That's yeah. one of the most important things to hear is that. They're okay. They don't hate your guts. They're not mad at you. Yeah. I um, mean, that's 100% true 100% of the time. And that one's important to say because that's the biggest worry is that, you know, somehow sure. my friend, my family member is in pain on the other side in some way. And it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, no bills, no bodies, no problem. Right. And that's a projection of humanity. Oh, I like that. In, you know, uh, emotions are are biological. Mm-hmm. They're a neurochemical chain reaction in a biological body. Spirits don't have bodies. They don't have emotions. They do have love because love is not an emotion. It is an energetic force. And so that's even when you were talking earlier, like the love, when you're in love with someone you know, and that's what and, lets and you, you know. you can control it, right? I mean... No, no, you just got to let it in. And love will absolutely fill any space you make for it, right? And it's, 
compulsory. It's part of our existence. And love, when it's moving through us, can create emotions, most of which are pleasant. But sadness, for instance, is a byproduct of love. And love only. Sadness doesn't exist outside of love. So it's important to remember that the the people on the other side, they're first, they're not people anymore, right? They don't have bodies. They don't have eyeballs. They don't have brains. They don't have neurochemicals, but they do have love and energy mm-hmm. and complete and total compassion. Anything that's attached to love, like compassion that's attached to love. It doesn't exist outside of love. Joy doesn't exist outside of love. So they just have love, and that's such a beautiful thing. And that's all you need. And that it is. And we know (laughs) it's true because the Beatles said it. Yeah. And they were the smartest. There you go. (laughs) It's so true. Wait, okay, so let me ask you this. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no. Yeah. Because I'll forget because you could see it. I'm going bing, bing, bing. Praying. Oh, Okay. So is that our human way of trying to connect with the other side? Yes. And do prayers come true? And it or, is, or are they heard? And it's also a, I, can't, I keep wanting to use the word compulsory because it's, it's something that's connected to our intuition, everyone's intuition, right? It is also an intuitive thing that would do to manifest. And it's cool that manifestation is like a thing now. It's like a hashtag um, right. now. And prayer really is kind of a form of manifestation. Um, our church defines prayer as a positive thought, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And thoughts are things. So prayers absolutely do come true. And if you have a large enough body of people that are putting positive, the same positive thought into the world, that can make a really huge impact. Absolutely. The key is the positive thought. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, it's conflicting. There's so much conflict and turbulence in their mind, largely the subconscious mind, not the conscious mind. And so the prayers get a little a little muddies because a prayer is a thought, essentially, a positive thought, if you want to define it that way. And our thoughts are orders to the universe. That's what they are, right? Mm-hmm. And the universe is benevolent. Um, it just gives us what we ask for. So if you're thinking like, oh my God, I'm stupid and nobody loves me. The universe is like, I mean, okay, there you go. You're stupid and nobody loves you. If that's what you want. It's been, it doesn't question us. It's, it's just bouncing. We're creating everything, right? At the, We're creating our own realities. And that's something we talked about. We've talked about that in so many other forms, you know, is, is, Self-fulfilling. Self-fulfilling prophecies of our thoughts, yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Self-sabotage, mm-hmm. all that stuff. We're really mm-hmm. good at it. It's okay. It's part of the process, though. Yes, <laughs> yes. But what's cool about even those, when we manifest something negative in existence through negative thoughts, I always challenge people to see their past in that way because we like to beat ourselves up about shit like that, to just use it as a reminder that, oh, my God, I can create reality. That's cool. I mean, this time I created something that didn't really want, <laughs> but yeah. I can turn that around and create my reality in a positive way. Right. Makes sense. Ooh, I keep hitting the table, just creating per- percussion over here. Yeah. So you've got your own little soundboard <laughs> over there. Yes. But yeah, so heaven versus hell. I would, I would love to tantalize you with the definition that heaven and hell exist on earth as states mm. of mind, states of being. Mm, um that's good. Yeah. And uh, 
if you're in harmony with yourself and energetic slash spiritual law, you're going to be in heaven, right? right? And if you're not in harmony with yourself or energetic spiritual law, you're probably going to be in hell, right? Right. And then this is such a great question, and this is super controversial. I'm going to drink water for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Should we drink water too? I mean, yeah. Totally have to do. <laughs> but so there's just two sides, right? Yeah. There's the physical world and there's the non-physical world. And that's it. And when you cross over, you know, when your spirit woo 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 woo's out of your body when you die, you are now in the non-physical as your spirit, the eternal part of you that carries on and on and sure. woo woo woo's into new bodies and all this, that and the other. Um, there's no judgment outside of your own. Um, and you woo-woo-woo over there. It's generally a party. There's a lot of entities there waiting for you that are like, oh, yeah. I've been waiting for you. They're yeah. home. <laughs> um, you meet up with your special little posse, right? Everyone has a little posse that follows them around their entire life. Um, but don't you think about I'll bring it? bring the fireball. I, mean, I think about that. Who's going to be like when yeah. that day comes for me is my dad and my grandma and my mother. And, you know, I think about that posse. So I'm, you know, already kind of picturing like, it. Yeah. Like it's cool. Are you are you? Well, I guess I guess you can't be sad. But if you don't meet up with the people that you miss, that's no bueno. Oh, yeah. They are there. But, and but what if they're not like it, you find those people or the. the Oh, they find you. Oh. Um, they just know. And they're they usually, just know you're there. Oh, yeah. And they usually stalk you while you're dying. So hospitals I are. I agree with that. Hospitals are really fun places, especially hospice um, care. I know that sounds like a really macabre thing to say, but they're really neat for someone who's spiritually connected. And if you kind of take away that stigma and torture that surrounds death and you're kind of going in as someone like me who I literally I just I talk with dead people all day so so the 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 taboo is gone for me at this right. point it's really neat because you're in there and there's so much energy and it's so cool because anyone that's getting ready to cross they really do. They have a lot of entities around that are like, all right. Wow. And part of that is to help acclimate to that sensation. Or, you know, when the consciousness is moving with that spirit, like when you are moving out of your spirit and you're transitioning, right, you haven't fully let go of your identity as the person you just were quite yet. So it's a little like, Bleh. so who someone sees when they first cross is going to be what spirit side knows is going to be most comfortable for you uh, as an individual, because as you're moving out of the body, you still have you attached right. to that. And so if someone, for instance, is convinced that the first thing they're going to see when they cross is Jesus, guess what spirit's going to make happen? They're, that person's going to see Jesus, and they're going to see Jesus exactly what they believe Jesus to look like, which is obviously, as we know, nothing like the pictures. But <laughs> if that's what that person has in their head, spirit's going to make sure that that person sees that as they're getting out of their body, because they that's their job, easing that transition, right? And it happens fast. Once the spirit's out of the body, it's kind of like, oh, 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 yep, back home. And your guides will be there. Some people call them guides. Some people call them angels. Um, some people call them ancestors. Um, they're the spiritual entities that have dedicated their energy to you 
the entire mm-hmm. duration of your life. Mm-hmm. They'll be there. Family members will be there. Um, I need their names so I can blame them. Right. <laughs> You're like, this was all you. You failed me. Right. And and then you just get over there and there's like a mini party. Uh, you do life review. That's kind of the life flashing before the eyes part that we hear about from people, people who've, who've crossed and yeah, come back. Right. And you'll go through and you'll see how you did. Right. Mm. Like I came in to learn this lesson, this lesson, this lesson, to have these experiences and these experiences. And you go through and you essentially judge in quotation marks again yourself. Like, how did I do? And it's very neutral. It's very benevolent. And you make a determination. Okay, so I did this lesson. I did this one. Didn't quite get that one. I'm going to do that one again, maybe in the next life. And then you just carry on and completely peacefully in a, mm-hmm. into a place that has zero time, no time whatsoever, and no bills, no bodies, no problems. And eventually you well, start... Well, the sex life, though? You know what? I I don't know, but um, it's funny because when you ask... <laughs> yes, I'm just wondering. I'm, on, I'm wondering, God, this sounds I don't think great. It's so funny the things that pop in your head versus, hey, you know... Well, sex is an important thing, right? Um, yes. So there's no bodies, right? I, I suppose you could mimic the sensation vibrationally. You could do that on the other side, but you might not want to because a lot of that urge is primal and connected to our bodies. Yeah. yeah. And that the other sense. side feels so great that you probably wouldn't don't think of it. That. Don't even need that. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a story. So it, we had to let our, we had to put our dog down and, and we, we cremated the dog so we could have the ashes. And um, oh, so my son tough. was in the car with me and he was young and he's like, mom, so mom, what, what happens now? And I go, well, you know, kind of like almost not as good as you, but you know, there's, you go to, okay. And he goes, okay, well, when, when I die, you know, I'm assuming that you're going to die before me, but when I die, how how are you going to find me? Oh, yeah, that's oh. so yeah. So then he says he was like six or seven, and and I'm like, don't worry, we'll, I'll find you. We'll like, figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he looked at me like 20 minutes later. He goes, I got an idea. Meet me at the bar. Oh my god! Does my kid not know me? And then, and then he became obsessed about what we got to name the bar. So we have a bar out there, just so you know. When you're on the other side, <gasps> oh, I love it. Uh, it's called yeah. it's called Sean Malone's. Sean Malone's. It's the, it, that's going to be Malone's. officially one of my first stops too. And we do that actually. We do create um, things on the other side. It's, well, it's like the metaverse with energy. It's so true. And there's no limits, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't have a body holding us back over there, so we can create anything with with energy it's really wow. neat but that's such a cute question i know yeah but that is. That's a good story and we find each other with our vibration right because mm-hmm. we all know especially the ones that are closest to it, we all know our vibration right everything's got a vibration you know my water bottle has a vibration the pen has a vibration it's just physics right and that's how we find each other and that's how we call certain spiritual entities in is like touching into the vibration. Like, and then they're just like, yeah. bing, because there's no time. <laughs> yeah. So they can just, when we're out of, out of our bodies on the other side, we can literally be anywhere. Right. Like, I want to go to Pluto. Yeah. The, the, the sadly rejected used to be planet. That's where I want to go. And you can do that. <laughs> and I think you should. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then I want to ask you about signs and how that fits in, because I think us, you know, 
conscious people, conscious, what do you call that? Conscious spirit people? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. When someone passes, you know, you see things or things will happen or, um, and you think, oh, this is a sign that they're trying to communicate to me or whatever. And, you know, I had a lot of signs when my mother-in-law passed away that I haven't had any signs with my dad or he has never, none of, you know, visiting me in my sleep and my dreams or whatever. So I'm curious what your thought is on signs and how that, you know, from one spirit to another, some show more than others, or is that just us hoping that that's a sign, you know? I would say that it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there is a... There's a phrase like, if you're looking for a red truck, you're just going to see red trucks. Right. So the, there is an element of that. But I've noticed that spiritual entities do their very darn best to make it pretty darn obvious. Right. Um, <laughs> and so a lot of our our buddies, when they cross over, um, I like to call it like to haunt us for a little while. Right. And uh, birds are really common. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. No, was, this dove kept coming into my backyard when my mother-in-law passed. And she, this dove landed right next to us. Right. Birds, yeah. are, birds are very agreeable with spirits. This is the mm-hmm. easiest way to explain it is that as a spiritual entity, you can kind of like walk up to a bird and be like, hey, where you go? When you go pick on her and her and her, can you do that? And birds like almost always are like, yeah, that sounds like fun. They're just agreeable little creatures. They're very easy. They're very connected with spirit. And that has to actually do with their physiological structure, which is a whole geeky thing. But birds are really common to see after people mm-hmm. cross over. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, obviously, like numbers and other weird things. If, you know, if it's a more advanced entity, let's say, you know, someone who crossed and, you know, they've lived a bunch of lives. They've had to spent a lot of time on the other side and uh, they've learned um, how to move things in the physical with their mm-hmm. energy, which is actually really hard for them to do. Just like, you know, ghost Patrick Swayze trying to learn how to, yeah, as, yeah. I, as I hit the mic, trying to learn how to do things. It's a little tricky. Um, some of them will move things around for us. Af- absolutely. Okay. I, I, I have to tell you the story. Okay. So that's so fascinating you say that because when my mother-in-law passed away, we had our first Christmas and Christmas was such a, she always hosted Christmas. And so I was hosting it and it was incredibly close to her. Her widow, uh, the, uh, we, I had a gift for him and I could not, I didn't realize that I didn't know where it was. I didn't even realize that I was missing it or that it hadn't gotten wrapped and put under. Um, I had this picture that I had had made for him, but I couldn't find my tea lights anywhere. I couldn't find, I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to get here. I'm lighting candles and uh, it was Christmas Eve and I'm looking frantically everywhere for my tea lights. Uh, Finally, I look in the most random place in my bathroom in a cupboard and I remember, oh, I put them in there and I open and I find the tea lights and what's sitting next to the tea lights is his gift that I had had made for him, which I would have completely forgotten to give him. And it was like the tea, she guided me to that. Like it was a way, I don't know. I believed that because the minute I saw that, I realized, oh, she's here. She's here. And she did that for me. And she feels like a mischievous one too, but yeah. in the best possible yeah. way. Like she was helping me. Oh, absolutely. She was helping me. And I, it was, it was really, I just, I don't know. There's, there's skeptics that will be like, oh, well, it's just, it was a coincidence. And I'm like, I choose not to believe that that was a coincidence. Right. There's not a whole lot of coincidences. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with things like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They will absolutely help us with things like that. Mm-hmm. And 
I like to think that they're doing it laughing and they're, that their laughs echo across the universe yeah. as they're laughing at us frantically looking for things. I've, I'm, I have ADHD, so I frequently lose things. And if I really can't find something, the first thing I do is touch into a guide. I'm like, Lord knows, I ask you this all the time, but can you tell me where my damn car keys are? And I leave them in some pretty fantastic places and they will... They will tell me where they are. I'm like, oh, thank you. Do you know, since uh, that happened to me, I do that. I'll go, okay, can you please help me? Can you? I do. And it was such a profound moment that I do go back to that. It's really. It's handy. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to share that. Thank you. Yeah. I think you told me that story way back when. Yeah. It just like, really like, landed. Like a year ago or yeah. so. When you lost your ring, I think you told me the story yeah. about your ring. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Let's tee up episode two. You're going to do some work with Lisa and I. That that should be fun. Yeah. And you're going to, so you're going to be like the host on the next episode. Ooh, that sounds uh, very fancy. Yeah. A lot of responsibility. <laughs> do I need, do, do I need to give you control of the buttons or I think oh, we're, I don't know if you want to do spirits that. Spirits may want to, I don't know, or maybe they'll be, <laughs> or, or I'm not picking anything up. Or I don't really want to tell you what I'm picking up. Yeah, or or oh, God forbid it'd be. <laughs> okay, I think that one might be somewhat likely with this crew. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna do a really quick lightning round just because that's what we do, and it's putting you in the hot seat and it's a little fun. And then we're gonna we're gonna go to part two. I dig it. Okay, so I. Thought this was really cool because you know there's psychic slang out there. There, there's a lot of slang. Okay, so I'm gonna say, and you tell me what it is. Okay, let's see how, let's see how good you are with your professional slang. Okay, whiskey nuts. <laughs> oh God, now all I can think of whiskey and nuts. That one I don't know. <laughs> one who drinks too much and has psychic tendencies. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, this is great. We're going to, like, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start using this on, like, Instagram and hashtagging. Psy5. Oh, my gosh. Is that giving a high five to a dead person? <gasps> well, now that I've, I've been more educated, I think, yes. But in layman's terms, it's it's like you you can't, you're not with someone. So instead, you go Psy5. <gasps> oh, so yeah, that, that's pretty like much, you can, yeah. You could Psy5, like, Connor or Tatum or right. Texas. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a okay. Zoom five. Yeah. yeah. Zoom five. Yeah. Zoom hug. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is the last one. Forbidden siren. This is my favorite. Forbidden siren. Forbidden siren. It, it sounds like something I want to participate yeah. in, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> it, it's, it's not a sexual position. Okay. A freaking scary video game involving Japan, psychic people, and the dead. Oh, dude, they make some creepy movies. I got to give them, like, some kudos. That's a forbidden siren. Oh, hmm. see, I, I definitely, I thought it was something sexual. I'm yeah, not going to lie. Yeah, I did, too. Yeah. I, I was kind of excited. Yeah, were you? Okay. <laughs> All right, Reverend Meg. All right. <laughs> All right, so we are going to hop off, and we're going to record part two, and I'm really psyched about this. Get it? All right. <laughs> I'm really psychic about this. We hope you catch the second chapter of this, which will be released the following week. Yes. 
two weeks in a row, we'll have Reverend Meg with us, and we're looking forward to our next yeah. portion. She might just move into the casita over here. I don't know. <laughs> oh, right. hey. Thank hey. you. Yeah. Thank you very much for being here today. And I mean, this was great. Really oh, good. You guys are fantastic. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right. Until next week. Follow us on Instagram at she's a 10 times five. Click on the link in our bio to listen. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe. Subscribe.